Welcome to another Do Loss Deliberation. My name is Levi Bimba, and today we are going to talk about the darkened thinking, once again, of the world. So in the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing to the Christians in Ephesus, and in the first three chapters he talks about orthodoxy, and that's the doctrine of the church, doctrine of how we're saved, how we're justified, how we have been brought into the family of God. And then the last three chapters, he talks about ortho, orthopraxy and how we are to practice our faith and how we ought to behave and walk. And in chapter four, he makes a contrast between the Gentiles, who are the unsaved believers, versus uh, Christians who are saved. Uh, and he says in chapter four, verse 17, he says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. So that, that's verses 17 and 18. So Paul is here saying that we should walk as Christians, not like the Gentiles. So he says, don't walk like them. Don't walk in vanity. Don't walk with a, a darkened understanding. Don't walk as if you are alienated from God because you're full of ignorance. And that is the state of every single unbeliever, um, regardless of how brilliant they are, how mathematical, uh, how great uh, math, a mathematical understanding they may have. Their minds are still darkened. They're still ignorant. They still are alienated from the life of God. And we see the fruit of that in many news stories. But one that came out recently uh, is regarding the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, which on their own website, quote, it says, founded in 1909 in response to the ongoing violence, now remember that word, violence against black people around the country, the NAACP is the largest and most preeminent civil rights organization in the nation. We have over 2,200 units and branches across the nation, along with well over 2 million activists. Our mission is to secure the political, educational, social, and economic equality of rights in order to eliminate race-based race discrimination and ensure the health and well-being of all persons. So a few words I want you to focus on in their blurb about their, uh, about, uh, about their history. It says they want to, it was founded in 1909 in response to the ongoing violence. And obviously there's violence against people that were of African descent in American history. And we, and if you read the history, that's evident to anybody who has a serious understanding of American history. So they wanted, they founded this organi organization to protect and to really stop the violence against people from, uh, people that, that were uh, African descent, um, people that were of African descent. And then they talk about how they want to eliminate, they want to promote equality rights or equality of rights and wanting to ensure the health and well-being of all persons. So it came out this week that they were urging athletes, there's an article on their website, it says the NAACP, NAACP urges professional athletes in free agency to avoid Texas. Now this sounds strange, but obviously if you've been hearing what's going on in Texas with the passing of the uh, abortion law, uh, this is the main Genesis, this is the main factor of why the NAACP wrote this letter. Now, again, just to remind us what we just read, they wanted to promote 
equal equal rights for all persons. They want to ensure health. They want to protect violence against quote black people. So I want to go through the letter really quick. It's not a long letter, but you, I just want to go read through it and and pick out some excerpts to comment on that relates back to what Paul is referring to in Ephesians 4 when it talks about having an having the, the Gentiles having their understanding darkened and walking in the vanity of their minds along with ignorance that is in them. So the president of NAACP's name is Derek Johnson. He wrote this letter to all free agent athletes in every uh, association, football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball, even hockey. So he says, Dear members of the National Football League Players Association, Women's National Basketball Players Association, National Basketball Players Association, Major League Baseball Players Association, Association, and National Hockey League Players Association, I write to you today in an attempt to appeal not only to your influential platforms as highly regarded athletes, but to your respective purposes as parents and role models for both our children and those in your personal lives. And then the very next sentence, he says, from abortion to voting rights and mask mandates, Texas has become a blueprint for, by legislators to violate constitutional rights for all, especially for women, children, and marginalized communities. Now, he talks about how he wants these athletes to use their platform to protect children and to, and to influence and, and those in their personal lives. And the very next sentence, he talks about how abortion and voting rights and mask mandates uh, that are apparent in Texas now are somehow attacking people of marginalized communities when abortion by its nature is killing people in marginalized communities. So you would think that an association that stands for the advancement of colored people, assuming advancement means you want them to obviously be alive so that you can advance them, whether economically, socially, or whatever positive realm that they might have in mind, you would want them to be alive. But when you are now fighting against the act that takes more of you out and brings more of you into the world, as is is seen in New York, it makes no sense as to why you even exist as an organization. So he continues, as we watch an incomprehensible assault on basic human rights unfold in Texas, we are simultaneously witnessing a threat to constitutional guarantees for women, children, and marginalized communities. Over the past few months, legislators in Texas have passed archaic policies disguised as laws that directly violate privacy rights and a women's freedom to choose, restrict access to free and fair elections for black and brown voters, and increase the risk of contracting coronavirus. If you are a woman, avoid Texas. If you are black, avoid Texas. If you want to lower your chances of dying from coronavirus, avoid Texas. Now, coronavirus aside, even when you look at the stats for Texas, I think they're 18th in the country as far as deaths per 100,000 people. So it's not like they're one of the more dangerous places to to live in, to live in regarding COVID-19. And even when you look at the stats, um, Texas, it says 246,000 out of a, uh, 246 out of 100,000 people is the death rate in Texas. And when you do the math on that, that still gives you, like what's been known since last year, a 99% survival rate living in Texas when it comes to coronavirus. That's if you contract it. So the fact that this is 
that they they're wanting people to not even live in Texas or create an income for their families in Texas because of coronavirus makes zero sense. But even more so, they're saying that Texas is attacking women's privacy rights and their freedom to choose. And again, we have to. The world likes to play semantic games and likes to tone down evil and tone down the the names of sin. And when it says a woman's freedom to choose, it means they're just cutting off the sentence. It means a woman's freedom to choose to kill her baby, to kill a baby that she willfully brought into the world, most likely, and just didn't want to have to raise one, raise another child and and deal with uh, clothing and and caring for them and loving them because she wanted to just keep living her own life. And again, um, leaving the father out of it. And but even though some men go along with this, this is an assault on children themselves. And again, these are the same children that grow up to be the men and women that are quote unquote black that they claim to want to be advancing in their organization. So he continues, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has enacted an extreme law that threatens to upend our democracy and has approved of new political maps that dilute the voices of people of color. By limiting the ability to offer free and fair elections to all, Texas remains a state of hostility for many communities. Recently released data from the 2020 census shows that people of color have driven 95% of the Texas population growth. Yet new voting legislation and political maps put these communities at risk of not being able to participate in their democracy. These laws are intended to suppress our constitutional right to vote. As, as far as I know, there's no law in Texas that prevents you from voting if you have an ID or if you're able to prove who you are as a citizen of the, of the United States. And the fact that people of color, which is, again, I, I think is a worldly category, but to use his terms, the fact that 95% of the population growth are people of color doesn't seem like those people there are feeling like they're in danger of not being able to live in Texas based on the laws that have been passed. You would think that if that were the case, a vast majority of them would be moving out. Uh, Derek Johnson continues, the Texas government has also empowered vigilantes with the authority of the law going so far as to offer a $10,000 incentive to sue all who aid women in exercising their constitutional right to an abortion. This leaves nearly everyone involved in the procedure liable to lawsuits, including doctors, nurses, insurance companies, and even ride share drivers who help take women to receive services. Now, this is true. This law that was passed, again, which is not a criminal law, it's just a civil law that you can sue people who are engaging in the murder of children. And again, to pretend like that's even some kind of justice being done uh, is not anywhere close because as God makes clear in Genesis 9-6, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed and if and so if somebody is killing children they ought to be put to death and that includes everybody who's involved that includes the mothers who are taking their child to these abortion clinics to have them killed and i I, i've heard people on the right political right conservatives say that you know we shouldn't demonize these women they're just victims of planned parenthood but we have to remember women are sinners too women are not necessarily uh they're not ignorant of the evil that they are committing they they know where babies come from. They know where they came from. They know they had a mother. They had a father. And that no woman out there is thinking that they they came out of the sky. Or they came down from heaven, unless they're incredibly vain. Other than that, every woman knows where they came from. And to pretend that they didn't know that they were at one point in their mother's womb, and when they're going to kill the child that's in their womb, is just I think it's a false argument. There's no woman out there who went to have an abortion who didn't know that it was 
a child inside of them developing and growing. Derek Johnson continues, as a result, physicians can't uphold their Hippocratic oath to properly and ethically care for women and children, which is just it is, this is the one of those things that you just these people are they're blind. They're, they have that, the understanding is darkened. Let me read that sentence again. It says physicians can't uphold their Hippocratic oath to properly and ethically care for women and children. This is regarding abortion. So the killing of children and aiding the women who are taking their children to be slaughtered by these physicians is preventing these physicians from op- upholding their Hippocratic oath to properly, properly and ethically care for women. This is the kind of thinking that happens when you reject God. You, you're, you're not functioning on a level of rationality. You are now just in nonsensical land because you can't think straight because your mind is darkened by the blindness that's in your heart and by your own sin and by the devil himself. Derek Johnson continues, Texas families will not receive the care they deserve because state legislators have issued a minor day bounty in exchange for the health and safety of women and children. Again, it goes back to health and safety of women and children. The children are being killed. The children are being slaughtered in the womb. How is that being, how is that safe for them? By passing this law, Texas legislators have created a healthcare institution that isn't safe for anyone. Again, I mean, this is the fruit of a darkened mind. They just can't think straight. He continues, concurrently, the Texas Attorney General is suing school districts that prioritize the health and safety of of their students and teachers by requiring masks. Children are currently unable to receive any coronavirus vaccinations, therefore putting them at further risk of infection to this deadly virus. Texas legislators would rather have children as coronavirus patients than implement laws that protect their most vulnerable demographic. And we can go and debate on that you know, till we're blue in the face. But as far as even the CDC is concerned, children are not at risk of dying from coronavirus. And one of the largest studies done on masks show that they really offered little to no benefit uh, for children wearing them within schools. But that's beside the point. Yeah, Derek Johnson continues. He says, Texas is setting a precedent for effectively dismantling civil rights throughout the nation. Their top priority is infringing on their constitutional duty to to promote the general welfare. Now, just think about that. Because Texas is wanting to limit abortions, they're now counteracting the general welfare of the people of their state. It's just darkened thinking. The Bible is so clear and and so true (laughs) when you see the fruits of people who reject the authority of God and his word. It is time we take the situation into our own hands and stand up for what is right. And if you were to ask anyone, especially Derek Johnson, what is right? He would say whatever he thinks, whatever, whatever he thinks and feels is right, is right. Or whatever the vast majority of blacks agree on is is right. Or whatever the vast majority of colored people agree on, that must be right for them. He would not give you any objective standard at all. It is up to those with a voice to stand up for the women in our lives to protect our children and our fellow citizens. I don't know how many times children is mentioned in this letter, but children are the ones who are being killed in the womb. So every time he says we want to have safety for children, we want to protect our children, and then the same breath saying we want to protect abortion, it's just the fruit of a mind that has been closed off from the light of God. 
He says, if you are considering siding in Texas, I ask to ensure that owners are upholding. I ask you to ensure that owners are upholding the responsibility of protecting you, the athlete, and your family. I ask you to influence, to use your influence to help protect the constitutional rights of each individual at risk. We have already seen private industries eliminate Texas from their list of potential business and multi-billion-dollar corporations such as Salesforce offering to relocate employees, citing a moral responsibility to their employees in society. Now, even corporations, they are not just in the business of making money. They also have a moral, uh, a moral compass, for lack of a better term, but it's just broken and deformed and, and corrupt, which is why they are leaving a state that is trying to protect babies from being killed because they are trying to preserve some semblance of moral responsibility for, quote, their employees in, in society. It doesn't make sense at all. Now is the time to discuss legislation at all levels, ask owners to protect their athletes, and demand that our democracy is upheld. Texas lawmakers have destroyed, have destroyed the state's moral compass by passing these laws. So because they want to protect the unborn from being killed, they are now destroying the state's moral compass. I don't know how much more perverse and how much darkened you can get in your thinking. When you are saying that our the moral compass, the moral direction that presumably is supposed to be going in a good direction is now being destroyed because we are not allowing women to kill their babies. And not even to the point of we're going to put them to death, just to the point of they may be sued or their abortion clinic may be sued. So now women are just coming to Oklahoma or going to other places around surrounding state and the surrounding states to go kill their babies. In return, we are asking that you seek employment with sports teams located in states that will protect, honor, and serve your families with integrity. We are now pleading with you. If you are a free agent and are considering employment in Texas, look elsewhere. The Texas government will not protect your family. Demand that Texas owners invest in your rights and protect your investments. Texas is not safe for you, your spouse, or your children. Until the legislation is overturned, Texas isn't safe for anyone. Sincerely, Derek Johnson, NAACP president and CEO. So this guy is telling these free agents of, of the NFL, the WNBA, the NBA, the NHL, that they are not safe living or playing in Texas because Texas doesn't want to kill the children that they may impregnate uh, they may become impregnant, they may become pregnant with, or they may impregnate somebody with, which is insane. So because he, they don't want to kill those children that he claims that he wants to protect, Texas is not safe for these free agents' families. But again, this is what Paul refers to in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17. Don't walk as the Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. I mean, it can't get any more stark than that. Vanity, darkened understanding, alienated from God through ignorance and blindness of heart. That's what the world is and that's how they operate. And that's that letter from Derek Johnson is, is a fruit of, uh, or is, really is a prime example of what Paul is mentioning here as regarding Gentiles or unbelievers who are not walking according to the, the calling of God as laid out in in his word. And this is why they need the gospel. This is why uh, right believing is first before right thinking. Because we can fight and claw and try to convince people to think rightly. 
But at the end of the day, if, if they think, if they do, even if they do think rightly and they die and go to hell, what profit has been made? Really none. Um, so we have to remember that it's not that uh, these people are necessarily our enemies because we were there ourselves and in our own ways we were uh, alienated from the life of God. We were ignorant. We were in vain. We were walking in vanity before we were saved. But the good news is that Christ died for sinners just like Derek Johnson, just like others who are um, who agree with the letter that he's written. And Christ is urging them and really commanding them to repent and believe on him, that they may be saved from their sin, not just so they can not just so that they can think rightly, but also that they can live rightly and, and, and believe and have a relationship and have fellowship with God, which is the ultimate uh, blessed state that any human being can ever be in. So again, I thank you for listening, and I hope that I will, uh, well, you will listen to the next <laughs> Do Lost Deliberation.